Our first scripture reading for today is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Please stand in body or in spirit for the reading of the gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And now hear these words also from the Gospel of John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Gracious God, we long to hear from you this day, so draw near to us, for you, O God, are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Everything happens for a reason. By a show of hands, who has either said this phrase or have been told this phrase at some point in their life? Ah, I suspected as much. My sense is that all of us, we've maybe said this, we've of course heard it, maybe we've even thought it in times when bad things happen and we just don't know why. Everything happens for a reason. It's one of those phrases that is sometimes attributed to the Bible or or is even put in the mouth of Jesus. But as our sermon title suggests, you've probably already figured it out, Jesus never said Everything happens for a reason. For the next four weeks, we will be unpacking and investigating four common phrases. Some people might call them cliches that are sometimes misattributed to Jesus. We'll be exploring together things that you have probably heard too. God won't give you anything you can't handle. God helps those who help themselves. Hate the sin, love the sinner. And of course, everything happens for a reason. Now, our intention of this new sermon series is not to strip away important parts of your faith. We're not trying to pull the rug out from under you. There are are many of you here who maybe really deeply believe that everything happens for a reason. And when we're done here today, you might still believe that. And that's okay. 
Nevertheless, our hope is that through this sermon series, we are challenged together to take a closer look at these things that we say, sometimes without thinking about it, to consider how these sayings are in part true, but how they can also lead us astray if we're not careful. So where does this phrase, everything happens for a reason, come from? I don't know who said it first or what the origins of the phrase is, but I think that this phrase comes from our human desire to live in a world of cause and effect. Think about when you might hear someone say, everything happens for a reason. It's usually in times when we are confused and grasping for answers. Times of grief. Times of suffering, times when natural disasters hit and we don't seem to know why. I find myself in these situations often when I'm having pastoral conversations with people um, uh, after a sudden loss or a tragedy, and I find myself constantly uh, reminding myself not to give easy answers in the midst of the uncertainty. Because sometimes there is no good answer to grief except compassion. And yet when we're confused, when we're searching for answers, when we're trying to figure out why bad things happen to good people, why bad things happen for us, this phrase, everything happens for a reason, can kind of seem like a source of comfort. Because it seems to bring at least some measure of stability and sanity and coherence to the chaos of tragedy. Now, of course, there is some truth to this phrase. We do live in a world of cause and effect. Every single thing that happens in this world can be attributed to a specific cause. For example, if I don't go to the grocery store, there probably will not be any food in my refrigerator, and my budget's going to be blown on eating out. That is a direct cause and effect relationship. If you don't show up for work for an entire month and don't tell your boss why, well, when you come back to work, there's a good chance you're not going to have a job, and that is a direct cause and effect Relationship. We live in a world of cause and effect where everything that happens, even if it is tragic and seems to be senseless, has in some sense a direct cause. Now we could sit here all day and go through every bad thing that has ever happened to us or to the world and we can think of what those direct causes were, but I don't think we want to do that. We look for the cause and the effect because it helps us make sense when things don't make sense. Now, even though we live in a cause and effect world, this starts to get tricky really quickly when we begin attributing the cause of all things to God. It becomes difficult very fast because if we believe that everything happens for a reason and if that reason is God willed it to happen, well, does that mean that God wants bad things to happen? Does God want us to experience the pain of loss, the pain of death, 
are these things that God wants to put onto us. I mean, think about it for a moment. If everything happens for a reason, was Hurricane Katrina meant to teach the people of New Orleans a lesson? If everything happens for a reason, is there some reason for this COVID pandemic that is now in its third year? If everything happens for a reason, does God take from us those people that we love even when it feels too soon? Does God want these things to happen? Is God the cause of these things? You see, at the heart of this question or of this phrase, everything happens for a reason, is actually a question about God's sovereignty, which is to say a question about how God is in control. Now, it's one of the most fundamental beliefs of the Christian faith that God is sovereign, that God is all-powerful. It's also one of the foundational beliefs that God is all-good. And if we believe that God is all-powerful and God is all-good, it becomes really hard to hold those things together when terrible things happen. For if God is all-powerful, why didn't he... Or if God is all-powerful, maybe he willed it to happen. And if God is all good, how do I rationalize this thing that I'm going through with a God who's supposed to be good? It seems like there is no good answer sometimes when tragedy strikes. And so in our longing for cause and effect, in our longing to try to find an answer, we look for the answer in God. Now, I don't blame anyone who has sought the stability and the comfort in the notion that everything happens for a reason. When bad things happen, and we don't know how to explain it, we long for anything, any reason that will help us to make sense of the mess. And we're not alone in that. For the disciples in our story today from John chapter 9, they also looked for a reason to explain what seemed to be just the tragic misfortune of a man who was born blind. When Jesus and his disciples come and see this man born blind, the first question out of the disciples' mouth is, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. In their worldview, um, things like this would have been punishment for sin. And so it would not have been fathomable that a man can simply be born without eyesight. And so the disciples are looking for the reason to explain why God caused this man to be born without eyesight. But let us not miss how Jesus responds. Jesus responds by dismissing the question. He refuses to give an answer. He refuses the premise that God punishes sin with suffering. He says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but he was born blind so that God's works could be revealed in him. Now, some might say, ah, there it is. Jesus said it. Everything happens for a reason. The reason he's born blind is so that God's works can be revealed in him. Seems as clear as day. And indeed, our English translation does make it very easy to think that. But if you look closely at the original Greek, it becomes clear that a better translation of what Jesus is saying is something like, 
the result of him being born blind is that God's works can be revealed in him. Do you hear the difference there? The result of the fact that he was born blind is that God's works can be revealed in him. Jesus is actually not suggesting that everything happens for a reason. He's not giving a reason for the man's blindness. I think he's suggesting that sometimes things simply happen, including sometimes people being born without eyesight. And when things happen, the result is that God's grace can show up to shine light in the darkness. When things happen, God can show up and redeem what feels like senseless and tragic suffering. Just a little bit later in the passage, Jesus says to his disciples, Remember that I am the light of the world. This quotes all the way back to John chapter 1, where Jesus is told to be the light that has come into the world. And the most important part of that light is that the darkness has not and will not ever, ever overcome the light of Christ. God is powerful. God is sovereign over creation. I believe that to be true. But it's not because God causes all things to happen. It's because God is able to redeem all things. Even the worst, even the most painful, even the darkest of situations. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're really, really bad. I wish we could be here together and unravel the mysteries of life and death, but we don't have those answers. But what we can trust is that the transformative power of the resurrected Christ, the power of the light that shines in the darkness, is found in Christ's ability to bring life out of death, in the ability of Christ to shine light even in the darkness. For the man born blind, the man born in literal darkness, for him the light of Christ helped him see for the first time. For you and for me, the light of Christ might come in more subtle and less obvious ways than that. But it will come. The light of Christ always comes in the midst of suffering because our God never, ever stops working to make beauty out of ashes and to bring life out of death. That is what resurrection means. It doesn't mean that everything happens for a reason because sometimes things just happen. And when they do, we can trust that God will not be far away to turn on the light that we might see. Thanks be to God. Amen.